Morning everyone. We're in uh, Psalm 32 this morning and as I was uh, reading this psalm two things um, struck me really. Firstly how um, David reflects on his experience when he kept um, or tried to keep his sin hidden and secondly how he reflects on his experience when he brings his sin out into the open. We see in Psalm 32 what David reaped when he hid his sin and that was he, he reaped negative consequences but we also see in Psalm 32 what David reaped when he confessed his sin. Now Psalm 32 is, is probably one of David's reflections on the time when he tried to cover up his um, wickedness towards Bathsheba and Uriah but it's also a, a psalm that very much applies to us whether or not we've sinned in those tabloid kind of ways or whether we're just sinning in our day-to-day -day respectable sins because like David um, tried to hide and cover up his sin with Bathsheba and Uriah we are all prone even even if we haven't sinned in those specific ways we are all prone to trying to hide our sin from God there's a, there's a deep-seated pride that that dwells in all of our hearts that cares more about what others think about us which is why we are slow to confess our need for grace than we care more about what others think about us than, than what God thinks about our sin and God's ability to help us deal with our sin, which is why we're so prone to hide our sin. The tongue that's slow to confess sin, Psalm 32 tells us, the tongue that is slow to confess sin flows from a heart that is not doing well inside. Look at verses 3 and 4 of Psalm 32 if you've got it in front of us, if you've got it in front of you. David says, when I kept silent, when I kept silent, verse three, when I kept silent, when I kept silent, when I kept silent. In other words, when I didn't acknowledge my sin, when I didn't confess my sin, when I didn't um, come before God and acknowledge my total need for mercy and grace, when I kept silent, silent about my sin, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. When we don't confess our sin, there is a, a negative reaping, bones wasting away, groaning, God's hand being heavy upon us, strength being sapped. Hiding sin is bad for our health. We never, ever, 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 ever get away with our sin, even if we can hide it from others, we never get away with it. Whether it's something big, uh, something uh, in a similar sort of order of magnitude to David's sin with Bathsheba and Uriah, whether we've hidden something big like that, or whether we've whether we successfully hide the more respectable types of sins, we never get away with it because we always reap negative consequences when we don't have a spirit of confession before the Lord and implicitly also before others. You know, we might not have sinned like David, but we all struggle at times with the more respectable type of sins like perfectionism, like unthankfulness, like frustration that perhaps bubbles into anger, like discontentment that perhaps bubbles into swallowing self-pity. Um, 
perhaps we well we all will follow will 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 um, sin or suffer from various types of pride and selfishness. And when we're not in the habit of confessing those types of respectable sins before the Lord, when we don't get specific about our sin before God and implicitly um, engaging others. Uh, in our battle with sin so they might be praying for us so they might be being priests towards us we reap negative consequences when we keep silent about our sin verse 3 when i kept silent when i kept silent when i kept silent my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long for day and night your hand was on me my strength was sapped as in the heat of summer we're all prone to persist in the stubbornness and the irrationality of trying to hide our sin from the omniscient God and it reaps harm to our soul that's what verses three and four tell us and so let's move and follow David's example moving from trying to hide our sin to bringing our sin out into the light verse five David says but then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin David came to a point where he stopped trying to hide his sin, where he stopped trying to keep up appearances before God and before others, and just came to the, the point where he brought it all out into the light. He stopped pretending that he didn't have an ongoing sin problem. I will confess my transgressions, plural, to the Lord. I will confess my transgressions. He's not just talking about his sin with um, Bathsheba and Uriah here. Not a day passes when David did not commit sin. And so he's come to the point now, having been in a period of his life where he habitually hid his sin. He's brought to a, a place where he habitually wants to bring his sin out into the light so God might forgive him and so he might be transformed by God's grace. Not a day passes when we don't transgress God's law on multiple occasions. And so not a day should pass um, that is absent of confession. And just as hiding our sin reaps consequences in the negative, as we continue reading Psalm 32, we see that confessing our sin reaps consequences in the positive. Verses 6 and 7, as David brought his sin out into the light and new fresh forgiveness from God, he then blurts out verses, verse 6, Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Having been drawn back into a, an intimate relationship with God, you know, when we sin and when we don't confess our sin, there's like static on the line between us and God. That our, we, we don't flip in and out of being saved, but our relationship with God is, is damaged and hampered. There's static on the line when we don't confess our sin. And he brought to the point there where he's brought his sin out into the light. He's known um, God's forgiveness and he just can't help but blurt out. Therefore, since I brought my sin out into the light, since I know God's fresh forgiveness, therefore let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. David's spiritual life has been invigorated. He starts encouraging others to bring their sin out into the light whilst God might be found. Friends, we sin daily. There may be some huge things that you're hiding. Bring those out into the light. It's, nothing is too big that God can't forgive you. Nothing is too awful that Jesus' blood's 
blood hasn't cleansed you. But bring out the respectable sins as well. Examine your heart. Maybe you're perfectionist. Maybe you uh, want too much control. Maybe you... Uh, one of the things I've been struggling with recently is I've been getting really frustrated when I just can't figure things out. When I just don't have the knowledge to understand something. I'm not just talking about a theological thing or a Bible passage thing. Just, I don't know, something's broken. I don't know how to fix it. Or there's some sort of conundrum going on in my life and I don't know how all the all the bits of the puzzle are going to fit together. And I, But I want to know. Uh, and my sin is I'm trying to be omniscient. I'm trying to be something that God is. Bring out your respectable sins um, into the light and confess them. Search your heart and lay out everything before God. That's what David is modelling to us here because David is showing to us that God hears when we bring out our sin into the light and God forgives. Verse 5, David's testimony is, I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave me and you forgave me and you forgave me the guilt of my sin. And as he um, basks in this uh, renewed sense of intimacy with God, and the preciousness of forgiveness. Look at verse seven. Look, and what I'm trying to get us to see here is when we um, practice confession, when we bring our sin out into the light, it reaps positive things. Verse seven, David says, you are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me. Well, isn't that wonderful? You will surround me with songs of deliverance. What a contrast to bones being bones wasting wasting away. What a contrast to strength being sapped when sin is hidden. You see, when sin is confessed, it leads to a vibrancy of faith. It leads to spiritual vitality. David now goes from his bones wasting away to recognizing that God surrounds him with songs of deliverance. It's beautiful. We reap a soul strengthening when we confess our sin. We reap soul disease when we hide our sin. You see, the thing is, the gospel provides a safe context to bring our sin out into the light. And when, uh, and when we confess our sin, we're opening ourselves up to the transforming power of the gospel. The gospel isn't just power, um, the power to save and to forgive. The gospel is the, is the power to, to, to transform, to sanctify. When we bring out our sins into the light, we open ourselves up to the transforming power of the gospel. Conversely, when we hide our sins, we, we stunt ourselves spiritually because we're not opening ourselves up to the transforming power of the gospel. Sin, sins confessed means a teachable spirit. Let me show you from the, from the psalm. Look at verses 8 to 9. The voice of the psalm changes. Now, uh, we've, we've had David's voice initially, but when we get to verses 8 to 9, the voice changes. And now we've got God addressing David and God addressing um, all of his people. Verse 8, God says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Remember the context is David has been talking about um, once hiding his sin, but now bringing his sin out into the light. And verse 8 is telling us that the person who is quick to confess both big sins and respectable sins opens themselves up to God's instruction. The person quick to confess their sin 
is a person led by God. You reap spiritual growth when you bring your sins out into the open. What does God say to the person who brings their sin out into the open? Verse 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Isn't that beautiful? I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. As we bring our sin out into the open, which the gospel encourages us to do, we open ourselves up to the transforming power of the gospel. But often we're so stubborn. Verse 9. Do not be like the horse or the mule which have no understanding but must be controlled by bit and bridle or they will not come to you. You see what God is saying? Do not be stubborn in denying that you've got a sin problem. Do not be like the horse or mule where everything is just an effort, where you have to be controlled by bit and bridle or they will not come. Or, or Yeah, the, the picture is of stubbornness. Don't be stubborn. Be open, bring your sin out into the open and look at what we reap when we do. The person who brings their sin out into the open will be instructed and taught in the way they should go. The gospel brings transforming power into the moment. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. So there we are, two thoughts on Psalm 32. A reflection on what is reaped when we help, when when we um, don't confess our sin because we're held back by spiritual pride. When we don't confess our sin, we reap soul disease. But when we do confess our sin, we reap soul strengthening. We open ourselves up to the transforming power of the gospel. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we confess that so often um, we don't make a practice of really thinking through where we're sinning and laying it all before you so we might be opening ourselves up to the transforming power of the gospel help us to be those who believe the gospel help us to be those who recognize it is a safe place to bring out our sins into the light so you might help us to overcome our besetting sins to grow in godliness forgive us for being like those stubborn mules who sometimes just pretend like there's nothing wrong with us um, who always think that it's our neighbour or others in the church who have sin problems but don't look carefully at our own hearts. Oh Lord, would you surface the sin in our heart and would we bring it out into the open so we might know your instruction, so we might know your loving eye on us. We bring our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our Christchurch Dunstable podcast. Tune in every weekday to listen to our day devotions. And why not visit our website, ccd.church, to find more resources. Christchurch Dunstable, bringing the hope of Christ from the heart of Dunstable.